Hello, this is the Photo Bros Show, and today I sound a little constipated, but it's actually <laughs> supposed to be a ghost. That sounded I, <laughs> that, that sounded very ghosty to me. Yeah, that sounded terrible, man. You're sounding way better. You're sounding way better. How you doing, Jared? How you uh, doing on this spooky Halloween I'm, episode? I'm not Jared. I'm the spooky photographer. The spooky photographer. Yes. And we're, yes. we're here to talk about spooky Sonys and creepy cannons. Oh, yeah. Cannons are, are scary because of how underfeatured they are and, and like how little they have going on and in general. Free, freaky Fuji films. <laughs> Fuji. Yes. Fuji's uh, scary because I forget they exist and then they pop up and I go, whoa. Oh, yeah. Yes. The go. Yeah. The ghosts of the photography world. Mm-hmm. Fuji mm-hmm. films. We don't want to make our Fuji film uh, listeners sad. That's no, no. We, we we insult every single camera manufacturer equally uh, on this show. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, another thing that we do on this show is uh, intro it properly. I guess. <laughs> well, I I don't know, man. That's, I, that was pretty good. Why, though. It was, that was pretty tried. decent. Oh, here I got I got something. Um, what was the best Halloween costume, or maybe not the best, maybe just a good Halloween costumes that you've had in the past? Maybe that'll save the show. <laughs> why why is it are we already in recovery? Like you are the know. one that is stating that know. we are in recovery mode right now. Some people love the aimless panther. It's um, true. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna say I'm gonna say my best and my worst. So my best is. Uh, or one of my best is probably Where's Waldo, and it was a cheap oh. costume, but it was well received. Well received. Um, the worst was uh, I tried doing a uh, Shia LaBeouf "I'm Not Famous Anymore" with the bag over my head and a suit. At no one party. got it, right? No one understood the reference. Yeah. 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 How about you? Uh, some of my greatest uh, achievements in Halloween costumes, probably my Darth Maul that I did when I was a kid. Ooh, I was probably cool. like 14, 14 years old, I'm going to say. Did you bald cap it? Like, how did you do that? Uh, I, as I recall, I did the, like, put a bunch of tape around your head method. No! <laughs> and then, like, uh, sculpted that into, like, a Darth Maul mask. I'll put up a I'll put up a picture on the Instagram. There's my Instagram um, Instagram promo photo underscore bros underscore pod. Uh, when this episode comes out, we'll make sure that at least in the story or something, there's a picture of uh, of Jerry as Darth Maul, one of my best costumes. I've done a, I've done a Wolverine. Uh, Masha and I did a Wolverine Black Widow one year. That was pretty good. So you know, pretty nice. decent. Couples. Better than the originals, I heard. Oh, way, just way better. Well, uh, yeah. Wolverine hasn't met Black Widow yet in the uh, in the MCU, but that's all uh, nerdy stuff and the type of nerdy stuff that we're not really going to talk about on this podcast. So, anywho, uh, Michael, do you have a spooky a spooky song for everybody? I don't. Oh, <laughs> but I have do, a song. You have a song in general. <laughs> well, just try to spook it up a bit. Just spook it. Just spook it up a bit. Okay. I'll set. I'll set the. Uh, I'll set the the stage. Okay, everybody. Michael's in a spooky graveyard, and there's uh, scary ghouls that are eating all of the corpses of everybody who ever started a photography business but didn't make it. Spooky. 
spooky so I can go over there. Okay. <laughs> Your eyes squinted like, I never want to hear that sound again. I'm scared, dude. Okay. I'm scared. All right. There's gravestones all around. The mist is coming in, right? The mist I know. Is I, I got to get the song in. out so I can get the hell okay. out of here because I'm, uh, I'm pretty freaked out right now. All right, let's get out of it. Let's get the song right. for these demons and get out of here. All right, all right. Got some topics in news for you. Push and pull like a lens do. Join me and Jared too Ooh. for another episode on YouTube. Gotta include Apple and Spotify photo show where you can tune into the photo bros. Wow. I kept hitting my uh, wire, but yeah, oh. there you go. That was that was so good. It was scary, Michael. <laughs> it's so bad. It was scary. That's your Ed Sheeran right there. Hope he was proud. Hope he was nice. proud. Nice. Oh, that's good, man. That's good. That's great, actually. I really enjoyed that one. That was a good vibe to uh, open the podcast. I'm glad that we didn't make it too scary. Uh, I am. I should probably tell you guys something. I have a secret for you guys. I'm your photographer, Jared Poirier, over there muting his microphone for some reason, and then quickly no, unmuting it is another guy. Hi, guys. Uh, yeah, Michael Costa here. Um, also a photographer. And excited to uh, embark on the journey that is the episode 37 here of the Photo Bros Show. Yeah, the spookiest episode the that spookiest. we've ever recorded. Um, I just got back from Timmins, man. So I'm, I'm really excited to, to be back in the city. Uh, I had a chance to explore nature a little bit, get, get back in touch with nature. Uh, I didn't bring my camera. I was really chilling there, uh, but I, I did actually get to take a few photos on my sister's camera. Shout out to Becca. Uh, I got to use her A7, no, A6300, I think. It's a crop sensor okay. Sony camera. Uh, that one has yeah. 4K, right? I believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think so. Uh, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool camera, man. I did find that the manual wasn't uh, as good. Like if I, I was getting better results, just like throwing it on auto. But maybe that's just like the, I don't know, me getting used to a little bit. But it was cool. Had a great trip. Um, what else exciting happened? I ate a lot of food and not a very much of it was good. And now I'm like really back into like hot dogs because we had hot dogs while I was there. And like, ooh, nice. There's definitely, I don't know if it, uh, what it is about hot dogs, but it, it's very addictive. Like I've already had a corn dog since I've been back and, and I want another one right now. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I grew yep. up like loving pogos and, uh, so I definitely get the corn dog thing, but then the, mm-hmm. uh, the hot dogs, oh man, those Canadian tire street meat. Oh my God. Canadian. Now, you're tire. in Toronto, I guess. So it's a different saga city is a bit different in that. Like whenever you would go to a, um, a Canadian Tire, there's always, without a doubt, a pop-up, like, hot dog shop there, oh, or stand, okay, and okay. they, like, serve you the dogs anyways. Or just general street meat from Toronto, you know what I mean? Going to Blue Jays game or something like that. I gotta love hot dogs, good hot dogs, are what life is about, All for right. sure. That I'm glad true. you had a great time in Timmins there, Jared, very nice. You're gonna have to to show me around sometime there. We're going to do some street photography or oh, yeah, bud. photo bros, Timmins edition. Well, the real exciting thing is there's the new Tim Hortons there. So we could go to the new Tim Hortons and shoot Ooh. it up. There uh, we go. That sounds so bad. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I, I didn't mean for it to be bad. I we're taking photos. photos. Yeah, I we're taking photos. photos. 
speaking of photos, well, this is more of a, a video-related topic, but uh, there's... I, I came back from Timmins, right? I was in Timmins, yep. as I said. I come back, and uh, DJI, um, who, predominantly known for their drones, right? And and, gimbal, uh, yeah. and their gimbals. I have a, a DJI Ronin uh, S gimbal myself. And mm-hmm. it's... It's a nice, it's a nice gimbal. I like it yeah. a lot. Good piece of what, tech. What the world didn't expect is that DJI, they just dropped revolutionary technology on everybody. First thing when I got back, got hit in the face with the, <laughs> <laughs> open up my YouTube there, and Peter McKinnon slaps me right in the face with the uh, uh, Ronin <laughs> 4D. Uh, it's a camera, everybody. DJI decided to start making cameras, and uh, they've they've done it in a pretty revolutionary way. Uh, maybe it's ridiculous. Maybe it's ridiculous what they've done, but it's something new and something exciting for us to talk about on the Photo Bros podcast. So we're going to uh, dedicate today's whole episode to talking about it because I started taking notes and I got a lot of notes. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, do you know much about this camera, Mike, uh, Michael, or what's special about this camera? Um, I mean, it's, you have the stabilization in the camera all together. Like, I, I think that's, that's mm-hmm. pretty sweet. Um, watching through some of the, the video reviews online. Um, I wouldn't call necessarily McKinnon's a review, but kind of like just a, <laughs> a dick an observation and dick around <laughs> and, um, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's, I think it's just convenient. Um, one thing I really liked about it just off the bat and, McKinnon communicates this as well is just that it's fairly easy to um to work with as well like it looks like a very complicated piece of tech mm-hmm. and I'm sure there are elements to that um that are and, and once you get into accessories and, and stuff like that maybe it does get uh um complicated but at least just observing um e- easily just add components on and, and they just start to work I mean you can seamlessly do some wireless um remote work as well and and then mm-hmm. that's kind of interesting um, but yeah, I think for me, just like the major benefit there, and apologies for that, oh, that's cool. Don't for that uh, <laughs> is uh, just yeah, the convenience of it and 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 how easy it uh, it is to use. Yeah, um, almost all the tech that you're about to talk about, I'm sure. But yeah, that, almost that is, yeah. almost as easy as uh, putting your phone on silent for the podcast, right? Um, anyways. <laughs> Yes, but I will tell everybody a little bit of the uh, the tech, and, and we'll get into why this is a revolutionary cinema camera. Um, that's what it is, by the way. It's cinema camera, um, so mm-hmm. going to be out of out of the reach for a lot of people, uh, but not everybody. And this thing's kind of expensive, but we'll explain the cost and like why it actually makes sense. Uh, there is a six K version of this camera that costs nine thousand dollars. Our prices are. Uh, always in Canadian because we're Canadian. I don't really have a better reason than that. Uh, there's also an 8K uh, version um, that is $14,000. So kind of expensive again. Um, if I were to buy one of these, I guess I'd be going for the 6K version as uh, I, don't, I don't really shoot in 4K even. So <laughs> the, six, the 6K would be, would be great, you know? Yep. Uh, this camera, as I said, is a cinema camera. It does uh, shoot uh, 
ProRes RAW. Um, so, you know, something that would be comparable to like a black magic or a red camera yeah. format. Uh, people who are used to shooting with a cinema camera are going to be used to that. Uh, really weird thing about this camera. We'll definitely put up some pictures uh, over on the Instagram and stuff like that. Mm hmm. The way that the gimbal works is that it stabilizes the lens, not the camera. So that's a really interesting thing. And it makes it, I guess, a lot easier um, to swap out lenses. Apparently, you're able to completely swap your lenses without uh, rebalancing, which is crazy to me. Uh, very, very interesting. Um, and the fact of uh, removing that thing that we've all experienced when we have used gimbals, and I do it a lot, the uh, z-axis, so like moving uh, vertically, um, up and down in the space, which is a shot that I do a lot, right? You get a little bit of like wobble on that. And apparently this like eliminates that by having like what's called Z axis, uh, stabilization. So yeah, I definitely imagine that you're going to get a ridiculous, um, ridiculously stable shot here as instead of putting a bunch of random stuff together, like that's basically what you have to do now. If you want, uh, a pro, camera kit for shooting video, especially if you're, if you want like a cinema camera set up, right? Like you're getting the brain of that camera, you know, that red, that whatever. Um, and then building a bunch of stuff on top of that, putting it onto a gimbal, um, you know, putting that external monitor on it, wiring all that stuff together. Uh, as you're saying, Michael, this, this simplifies things for people, right? You just buy this, um, and you're good. And, uh, the other thing that's crazy about it, like they were, they were really listening in a lot of ways. Um, well, like we're not, obviously this isn't a sponsored episode. We're a little bit hyped about it. We're not just going to like, um, <laughs> totally, you know, be here like this is the best and, and, uh, whatever we'll get into some of like the criticisms. Um, but it sounds like they listen to photographers and are not photographers, I guess it's not really for photographers. <laughs> they listen to videographers and filmmakers here, uh, on a lot of things, right. Simplifying the process, uh, interchangeable mounts, right? Like no longer, yeah. Are you going to need to have those adapters and crap like that? Like this is actually built into the camera where you can just switch out lenses. So, you know, you've got a bunch of Sony lenses already or, or a bunch yeah. of uh, Canon lenses, um, which a lot of people have. Uh, you can just throw that onto your camera, uh, built in ND filters, things like that. So pretty, pretty interesting. Right. And, uh, something that definitely we should be talking about, I think on, uh, on a podcast such as this. Yep. Yeah, I agreed. Yeah, I think things like that um, make it a lot easy. Uh, one, a few of the things also that make it a bit easier and convenient to use is like, again, we talked about the wireless transmission. Um, there's the LiDAR um, that's also incorporated yes, into the camera as well yes. for the focusing. Um, you know, uh, again, it's a gimbal, so you're getting that incredible stabilization that you kind of know and, and come to expect from DJI. Um, you know, all together, just such a convenient package, right? Yeah, the the LiDAR is something very interesting that we should talk about uh, a little bit specifically. Um, basically, what that does is it creates um, like a topology. Like almost. Yeah, like a top uh, topology of your area. It does. It, it creates like a top-down map. What Michael's saying is totally correct. Um, and then you can basically like kind of select the plane of where you want to focus within that. So it basically just like gives you a guide, a top down guide, like you're playing a video game <laughs> so that you like can completely nail focus, right? Like this thing, this camera does have obviously really excellent uh, autofocus, um, but it's also built in where it's like seamlessly integrated that you can kind of 
let the autofocus do its thing, but also like jump in there, intervene and, and then pull focus uh, yourself and do it very accurately. Um, yep. that, that is revolutionary. Like when, you know, we're not gonna, again, like <laughs> we're not here to be like, yeah, DJI, they're the best ever. Um, but it, it just is truly like, this is a new thing that they don't have on cameras yet. So it's pretty interesting. Yeah. I, I, I'll be honest. I don't, I don't have a lot of negatives. Maybe you have a couple things that I just, I'm not aware of, but I, I, I love it. I think the price point's a little high, but I think it's worth it. Um, we've talked about the convenience point. Um, and there's so much more that feels into that with, um, you know, the, some of the convenient attachments that come in, like the, the rack focus is in such a great spot. Um, that's such a small thing, but like, it sounds like, but just watching it in practice and video, mm-hmm. it looks unbelievable. Uh, rack focus is not, is not fun. Uh, at least for me, I'm not great at rack focus. Uh, and so that's really nice. But I, the way I'm looking at it is if you can get everything under a nine K price point and you're looking for something around the five K mark, maybe you're looking for like a high end, um, Canon DSLR, maybe, or a mirrorless, um, or Sony. Um, I, I don't know. I think whether or not you buy it new, maybe you save a thousand bucks, you buy it used. I'm not too sure. I just feel like it's a fairly future proof piece of tech. Like yeah. if you can shoot 6k you have a, a super reliable piece of uh, autofocus um and, and also you have the ability to very easily switch between auto and manual here um and maybe we'll grab a, a screenshot of kind of where that exists but it's it's it just to me i look at this and i think wow what could i not do with just having this i i can pull this out set this thing up and go and run uh, running gun and i don't have to really set up much like you mentioned jared um obviously the um the 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 stabilization is is interfaced with the lens, so mm-hmm. no no need to. I'm sure you know, like like Jared, I also have their own NS. I'm sure if you have their own NS or any of those other ones, um, even just adding a lens cap kind of throws off the stabilization. So um, yeah, I think the convenience of it and and of course the tech behind that. It's not. I mean, I don't know that it's necessarily tech that we haven't heard of before, but it's been to use very very well here like lidar exists and even some of the mobile stuff but this looks incredibly sure. impressive yeah and so yeah all that together i guess for me the, the takeaway from this story was just if you're in the the market for either a cine, cinema camera or even a very high-end um dslr or mirrorless that's mm-hmm. in that five to six thousand price range especially once you add in the piece of glass that you're going to need in order to produce that high quality work this just kind of makes more sense to me yeah, it, it's pretty true. Like that is the the biggest discussion around this is how it's going to justify that price, right? Like we're saying, nine thousand dollars is pretty expensive. But if you actually go and you look at cameras that are going to like get you there, um, by the time, yeah, of course, by the time that you 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 might buy that camera, maybe you spend you know five thousand dollars on like a like top top line Canon or Sony mirrorless camera or whatever, right? Yeah. Then you still then you still have to go out and you're going to buy that you know that gimbal you're going to buy that external monitor and all of these things right and basically put that unit together and you're going to spend like nine grand anyways and then it's not going to like function as well together as this thing does so that is the appeal um i haven't been able to get my hands on one of them uh dji if you're listening hit us up we'll uh we'll do a podcast on it we just did (laughs) (laughs) we'll do another one we'll do another (laughs) one um yeah i think that that is kind of the appeal um that it's a simple uh, simple, elegant solution that's going to solve problems uh, for for videographers, for filmmakers. I also was thinking about you, Michael, as I was researching mm-hmm. this. Um, 
you know, as someone who is an Apple user, right? Like I'm not uh, an Apple user. I'll out myself right now. Um, <laughs> I, I have an Android phone. I don't use any Apple stuff. I've got a a uh, Lenovo, which Michael always rips on me because <laughs> I edit videos on a Lenovo. ThinkPad over here. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Like, might as well edit them on Microsoft Office. It works. <laughs> it works. It's all right. But yeah, I was thinking, especially for people who, who use like Apple or some, some type of um, system like that where everything is, you know, in-house, everything is integrated, everything works together well, right? Whereas, you know, kind of the only option right now for filmmakers, surprisingly, is that you just like build build something out of a whole bunch of different parts. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and then like learn how to use all of those individual things, right? So yeah. I think, yeah, especially for people you know, for people who like to build their own system, like people who are used to that, right? Uh, they're used to shooting on a red. Um, they're used to building that that system. Maybe they don't want to get away from, from that and uh, this isn't going to be attractive. But yeah, especially like th- this is definitely a thing where you can just buy this and you're in business, right? So it's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and the flip side of that is if you are someone who shoots red and has been shooting cinema for a while, this might be the appealing option for you because it does take away the thinking or a lot of the thinking and it does reduce the price point without, I mean, you buy a red Epic. I mean, I, I'm not sure if the price point has changed on this, but I'm sure there's another model that kind of sits in its, in its range, its place in the market. I, I think it's kind of always been standard that you're paying 10,000 and you're getting just a body and then, yeah. then you have to build around it. So maybe it is the convenience of it, the less, less thinking around it, less, less money, um, I, I mean, I'm not too sure, but I, I'm not a cinema shooter myself. Um, shooting on an a7 III here for full, full clarity there, but um, I personally can see the value in that as well. Yeah, man. Uh, I have some buddies of mine that uh, are more familiar with like cinema cameras yeah. and stuff, so I'm, I'm going to reach out to them and and see yeah. what they think about this. Maybe we can do like a little segment or something in the future. I do want to talk about some of the uh, criticisms that are out there. Um, okay. Principally, like the biggest one that I've seen so far is that, and I, like, I don't even really understand this one, but just people saying that like you don't always want that gimbal, right? Like mm. building in to the camera a gimbal that you don't have the option to not use, I guess. But at the same time, I don't really get that. Like if you just want to put the camera down and shoot a still image, like it's not hurting you that it's a gimbal. It's still going to be a still image. So I don't yeah, know. I mean, and and also like it's a cinema camera. Cinema cameras are heavy. Like they've, yeah. if, if weight is your concern, then it, you know, form factor, it doesn't look that much bigger. Yeah. You have the extruding arm with the lens, but I don't yeah. think you're really gaining that much weight. Yeah. So that one I thought was a bit weird. Um, yeah, it's just like, it's big, right. But like mm-hmm. a lot of yeah. cameras, uh, you know, a lot of cameras like this are big. <laughs> so it's, not really, it's not really that weird. Right. Uh, I guess if right. you're, you, you know, if you are used to you know like a black magic or something and you shoot on and you shoot on that then you know this is this is big for you right or even like for for you and i we're we're more used to that form factor of like the dslr style you know even if it is a mirrorless camera essentially the body like it's the same it's a little camera that you hold in your hands right and getting over that hump where this is like a big old heavy thing but again dude like for my personal shoots like if I had this camera, that would be kind of great because already I have to get to the shoot. 
Uh, and then all my stuff is like unassembled in a bag and I got to put it all together. Whereas oh, yeah. this, you can, you could pretty much just like, you could do like multiple shoots in a day, <laughs> right? You yeah. just like show it's like showing up with a briefcase and just like popping a lens on and, uh, and going to town, right? We're, we're mm-hmm. supposed to be criticizing it, I guess. But. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, in all fairness, like yeah. we were comparing it to like, not comparing it to, but kind of suggesting that if you're someone who's looking for a DSLR or, or mirrorless at the high price point to in order to get that really high quality video production, like we were making that comparison as well. So yeah, I mean, y- you are gaining weight for sure if yeah. you are that person, right? Yeah. Um, and then again, like Jared had mentioned, um, you know, you do have a bit more versatility there. If, if, you know, if you are someone who maybe is in the media space, you try to do both photo and video, uh, I'm sure we'll get more into that. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. For you sure. can't shoot, for you sure. can't shoot photos on this. That, that you is a, right? that is a point, yeah. right? Like if I got a camera like yours or, you know, I'm, I'm looking into getting like a Canon R6, like I'll be able to do, you know, 4k video, blah, blah, blah. And I'll still be able to take photos. Like that's, you know, if you want one camera that takes photos and videos, this camera's not for you. <laughs> so <Yep. laughs> that's, that's something to consider. Um, I've also heard some criticism that the, uh, and this, this is something that could be improved. Luckily, this isn't like a hardware thing that can't be improved upon right so with like a right. software update they could fix this but uh the like the raw um files that you get off this camera are apparently not as good as you know industry standard like red cameras or alexa cameras huh. uh, yeah which is uh interesting good to good to know um something that they could work on in the future just like having it i guess you know be a little bit more gradable, a little bit, uh, you can just like recover your highlights and whatever, recover Mm -hmm. detail a little bit better on some other cameras. So that's interesting to know. Um, another thing that I thought of as well, like using this, um, using this system, uh, this is what annoys people going back to that, like Apple example as well, right? Like Michael, you like Apple, but how often, like, let's be honest, right? How often do they annoy you with like first party, like adapters and things like that? Is that annoying to you or like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I mean the prime example, I'm sure anyone who has a MacBook knows, um, everything switching over to USB-C ports, having to have a dongle for everything. Yeah. That's incredibly annoying. And if you're going first party, like you said, Jared, you're spending a lot of money. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yep and that's something that uh dji is kind of already bad for like this is something cool that like you know even though you and i didn't get the chance to test out this we both have um this particular camera uh we both have experience with dji products uh yeah. and using the using the ronin s uh knowing that you know it does it does the job and and it is a it is a good product and mm-hmm. it is reliable um but some of those things like the the cords and stuff like that that you have to buy from dji in order to plug yeah. it into your camera it gets a little bit confusing um i i also have noted that like this this camera obviously has that um it has its own uh the battery that you have to get right you can't just use like your canon batteries or whatever you have uh it it has the memory cards even it doesn't use normal memory cards right there's like a a first party um proprietary whatever uh, dji battery that you have or um sorry like a memory card that you have to get so that's something to consider as well like that's something that might annoy you uh is just having to like buy some of those things but you know it it, the fact that they've kind of you know allowed you to use all of your lenses though if you have a bunch of lenses they're already doing you that favor so you know they're not doing you favors 
all over the place. There's still going to be those annoying things that that companies do. And then the other thing is uh, I haven't really seen uh, a very good selection of lenses coming from DJI themselves, uh, especially like I haven't seen anybody be able to put like a zoom lens or something on this, which you're probably not going to do anyways if you're doing like cinema work. Um, but it, I don't even think it can, to be honest. I, I didn't really look into it, but it doesn't look like you could really put a zoom lens on this due to like it's used to sh yeah. balancing like a 50 millimeter, like a 35 is kind of the wheelhouse of this from what I can tell. The only thing I can think of is if, I mean, Sony has done it. I'm sure other cameras have, uh, other manufacturers have as well, but you have the internal focusing. So you have like, um, you can have like a, you know, a slipping up to like an 80 uh, or a hundred and it's, it's not like an extruding focus. So like it doesn't like get really long when you're pulling. Um, uh, or pushing, I guess, um, it's, it's all happening internally. So it kind of keeps the, the center weight there. I don't know if that's something that they can play with or if that's still, I mean, it's still weight, it's still extra weight. So I don't know. Um, but at least from a balance perspective, it could help, but I don't know. I'm, I'm not, I'm not there. I'm not working at Canon. Just trying to yeah. give some, not trying to give some ideas to DJI, not Canon, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think that really is like the important thing here, right? Like, that's why we're talking about this. That's why, like, people are excited about this. Um, the fact that this is going to push those other companies, right? Like, photographers have been asking for this. We're asking for the ability to use our lenses on different systems, right? We're asking for something that's, like, simple, integrated, easy to use, you know, that, that wireless monitoring and, uh, you know, new ways of integrating focus, doing, like, manual focus and autofocus better, now yeah. that DJI's come out and been like, guys, we don't, we're not even a camera company, and we're we're pushing these boundaries, right? It's a, it's going to be exciting to see the response from other uh, other companies. That'll be kind of cool. That's you know a few years down the line, obviously, but that is something that's interesting. And I, I just hope that this camera does do well. I hope that uh, I hope that the hype is real because I want to see more stuff like this and potentially even something that's a little bit more like. Uh, you know, consumer, like prosumer focused, uh, maybe a camera that is, you know, in that like 3000 to $5,000 range, utilizing some of this, uh, that like built in stabilization and whatnot, uh, built in like gimbal stabilization could be interesting. Um, and you know, something that's in the budget for, uh, more people that listen to this podcast <laughs> and you and I as well who make it. <laughs> Here's my question for you as yeah. like maybe a, a closing point, but yeah. Do you do you think there will be a response from from Canon, Sony, or, or Nikon, or one of the other big players in the camera space, or do you think that they'll kind of look at that and think this is very much so just a carving of its own space? We're gonna let them do their own thing. We're gonna focus on doing what we do really well. Or do you think, hey, you know what? Maybe if the sales really progress and they pick up, hey, we gotta put something towards this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it more just depends like how well this thing sells. Like if this yeah. really catches on and, and you know, there is a perceived demand for a camera like this, then I guess that they all, they'll have to, right? It, it, yeah. Like there's hype around cameras that are released by Sony and Canon, but, you know, other than that jump to mirrorless, right? Where has there been a, a big like industry shakeup that's really gotten people excited the way that DGI has now? It, yeah. it hasn't really happened uh, again since, you know, that big jump of having like 
uh, I guess the 5D Mark II that could do uh, 4K video on uh, on a full frame. You know, that's a that's a big jump. You know, introducing mirrorless cameras, having the ability to like shoot way higher quality video and have like in-body stabilization. That's a huge jump. This what DJI has done here is a big jump. And yeah, like yeah. Canon, Sony, uh, whoever, Fujifilm. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, they're gonna have to respond to this, right? Like, yep. I think so. So. And to your point, to your point, I mean, Sony was leading on, on mirrorless for a while before Canon and Nikon yep. decided to invest, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very good point. Uh, if this has excited you, I would recommend uh, checking out the Engadget article. Um, I'm only going to uh, link like one article from now on since we're going uh, audio only for this podcast, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, the other videos that you might want to check out, though, just uh, search these on YouTube. There is a a video by little known YouTuber. We're really going to help him out here, you know, give him a, give him a platform. Peter McKinnon, <laughs> check it. He's got a kind of, kind of a cool, uh, a cool video here. Uh, his buddy Maddie put out a good video on this as well. You can search those up. Uh, Corridor. Uh, one of my favorite Quarter, channels, yeah. uh, Corridor Crew. They put out a really cool, um, I'm assuming sponsored, because <laughs> their video is like really, it's like half an hour long and like super highly like produced. And it came out like the same day that this camera was announced like for public sale, right? And I was like, yep, yep. this this is a very well done ad. <laughs> but uh, it is an interesting video. So I would recommend uh, checking that stuff out. Um, okay. We want to talk about the, uh, the news around this podcast. Yeah. Let's do the news around this podcast. Let's do that. Okay. Michael, we have some podcast news. Can you guess what that is? Hmm. Does it have to do with our podcast? It does. It does. It has to do with uh, with the future of this podcast. And this is the segment where we inform you uh, that the Photography Brothers is becoming an audio only podcast. Mm-hmm. Gasp, gasp. Um, what does that mean for you? Well, it means that as a listener to this podcast, uh, the podcast is going to keep happening. <laughs> it's going to happen uh, <laughs> probably probably more often, and it's probably going to be better. Basically, we're just going to take all the time that we've spent um, like editing video and put that into planning out our topics better, promoting this podcast better, bringing better quality content, uh, and the podcast isn't going to be on YouTube anymore, everybody. I guess that's the main important thing to know. Uh, if you want to continue to follow the podcast, you can definitely do do that. Uh, we're everywhere where podcasts are. So uh, any mm-hmm. app that you have, Spotify, uh, whatever, Apple Podcasts, uh, all the other ones, all the best, all the hits. You can find the Photography Brothers podcast, right, Michael? That is correct. Another thing that that freed up time is going to allow us to do is put together some fun activities uh, to drive community with you guys and getting everyone involved and and uh, maybe doing some photo challenges, maybe doing some, maybe doing some giveaways, maybe doing some stuff like that. Um, but we'll we'll touch on that as the dates close in. Uh, but yeah, we're very excited about this and what it's going to allow us to do and and uh, really uh, push the show. So that way we can drive some uh, some community around it and we can all mm-hmm. converse about these news topics and and uh, and such. So we're excited, guys. We're excited. 
Yeah, definitely very excited. Uh, it's going to allow us to be more consistent and uh, mm -hmm. and more community uh, community oriented, and I think that that is awesome. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I guess uh, we'll close now. I guess we'll close. I guess we'll close. Oh, this I'll just say thing. one more thing. I'll say yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'll say one more thing. I'll say one more thing on that. Another place uh, where we're planning to be a lot more active is our Instagram, uh, and that's going to be your portal to uh, any future uh, contests and a lot more uh, interaction with us, your brothers. Uh, so make sure that you follow us over on Instagram, photo underscore bros underscore pod, and uh, yeah, search for the Photography Brothers on whatever app that you use to listen to podcasts. Yep. You'll also find us on TikTok very shortly as well. Just setting up the the kinks here and there, but we'll have uh, some regular content coming out there as well. Yeah. Thanks for your support, guys. And that has been the podcast, everybody. Thank you so much for bringing your beautiful faces to the show. Sorry you couldn't see our beautiful faces for our first audio-only episode. Um, yeah, Jared, I had a good time on the show thankful for you thankful for my cat Cusco that just came into the room it did not vomit on the bed very proud of Cusco um, but uh, yeah uh, Jared uh, what are you what are you thankful for on the this beautiful Sunday morning we got a beautiful sun out here in Toronto what are you thankful for well of course I am uh, thank you thankful for my co-host Michael Costa uh, thank you for your dedication to the podcast. Thank you for joining me for this episode. Thank you for bringing the spookiness. Uh, <laughs> really, really appreciate that. Uh, for all of you guys, if you want further spookiness, you can check me out on The Metal Nerd over on YouTube. That's right. We're on YouTube still, just as The Metal Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Photo Bros is audio only, but The Metal Nerd, you can still go look at me. So you can do that. Um, I'm going to be doing a Halloween episode over there pretty soon. Uh, quite a few exciting things planned. Uh, if you want more content from Michael, you can check out Michael Ware on YouTube. <laughs> it's hard to know nowadays. But mm. uh, yeah, I'd say go check out um, Michael M. Costa. It's, it used to be the growing photographer on YouTube. I have changed it. I get a lot of... A lot oh, of poop God. for uh, for changing it all the time, but I think I'm gonna change it and leave it this time around. So we'll have that link down below. Check that out. I'm gonna try and do something Halloween related. I kind of missed last year. Um, so yeah, keep keep, keep the uh, the irises uh, open and available. You know what I mean? Awesome, awesome. Keep those irises open and available. And something else that's available is the Masha and the Dogs podcast, mm. uh, hosted by my fiance. And there is a recent episode that I'm on, if you want to check that out. Uh, other than that, make sure that you, like I said, get on that, get on that Instagram. We're pushing that Instagram. And uh, <laughs> yeah, make sure you follow on all the all the things beautiful and, and you guys are beautiful our listeners are beautiful and uh and michael is beautiful and the art of photography is beautiful and we'll see you next week <laughs>